1: Didn't know that's how we started the podcast today. (laughs) You know, the Warriors open, most people listening to this will be listening after the Warriors first preseason game in Japan at 3 a.m. Pacific time, Friday morning. Uh, So we're not going to be talking about that. We will be recapping both games on Sunday's pod and uh, out for Monday morning. But right now we're kind of talking other things. And I was super excited to kind of discuss things we want to see in preseason. And we're going to do that anyway. But... Our friends over at ESPN, they gave us they gave us something and we got a lead with it. So ESPN's projections from Kevin Pelton and uh, just kind of like their advanced stat department are projecting the Warriors at 41.9 wins, which projections are always low for good teams and high for bad teams. But why is that? Why is that? It, I know that, but why is that? It's weird. It doesn't factor in the reality of, uh, like, how many games get thrown away at the end of the season. Um, mm-hmm. But okay. what's more interesting to me is that they put the Warriors finishing eighth in the West per statistical analysis. Now, it is worth noting after they run, after they ran their model, um, Kevin Pelton goes. Uh, a full season of contention helps the Warriors. Losing Otto Porter and RIPM star Gary Payton II works against them. Despite those losses, I expect Golden State to outperform this projection and be near the top of the West. So he's basically saying he doesn't believe his own project, the own projection, and I think that's what any logical person would do. But it is funny to me that they are, even after last year, stat-based win projection still middle of the pack. I, you know, I have two thoughts. I have two large thoughts. Number one is it is the, it is low-hanging fruit to always pick something that is going to make Warriors fans mad. That is how you get uh, social media content going. That's how you get clicks and downloads. I respect that. I respect that. You and I, Sam, we do the same thing. You know, we need to get downloads. We need to get ads, and we want to make the fans happy. Uh, (laughs) Steph, for example, uh, getting ranked fifth in the ESPN rank, whatever that is. And then this, eight. so... (laughs) <laughs> Joel Embiid, you were really mad about that. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm. You know, I'm. I'm always. I'm always. You know, it's disgusting. The second part of it, important, uh, interesting to me is if Kevin Powell, who uh, created this model, if he knows that that's a an incorrect solution or an incorrect, incorrect uh, number that the model spit out, then why doesn't he just change the model? <laughs> like to me, is isn't he the guy that's in charge of building the algorithm? If that's the case then why doesn't he change it so that it's more accurate? And then I'm not saying change it just because it's the Warriors are wrong, but I I do feel like, you know, barring injury, there's really no chance that the Warriors finish eighth in the West. There's absolutely no chance. Now, if you tell me it's injury, sure, but nope, builds that into a model. So uh, those are my two thoughts. Yeah, and it's like I can understand. So why do you think the model is so low on the Warriors? I guess let me start there. Um, I think part of it is it, it, it doesn't, I know advanced stats doesn't like clay advanced stats also doesn't like Andrew Wiggins right They're They're like just based yeah, on the, and we should, and you should note that Clay's missed two years and he was iffy in the regular season, he came back. So like a pure projection based on aging is going to make him look worse this year. Definitely. I don't think it necessarily, I think it underrates defense. I feel like you have a better answer to this, Sam, than I do. But I do feel like it underrates the way that the Warriors can play team defense. And at the end of the day, it's, you know, we always think about the Warriors as a great offensive team, but they are. They are probably the best defensive team in the NBA right now. Um, And I do think that underrates that. Yeah. And I think to me, to me, it actually comes back to staff being an anomaly. If I told you a team's best player was a 6'2 point guard who's going to turn 35 this year, your model would say it's going to be worse. And if Steph Curry's average this year, the Warriors aren't particularly good, right? I mean, they're not bad, but they're like, they're an average team if he's average, right? So I think the model doesn't know what to do with the fact that I don't, I truly don't believe Steph is declining in any capacity. Um, I think Clay will probably be better than he was last year. And it's a lot of related to natural aging would be my guess, also, the minutes mm-hmm. projections on those things tend to be inaccurate a little bit. So I think it's a lot of little things that point to the Warriors being underrated by the model. But what do I know? Yeah, the the, the crazy thing, too, is you'll, you'll get 99% of people that disagree with it, which I think at the end of the day, no matter what you put into your model, no matter how created, how you create it, if 99% of the world disagrees with it, you, you got it. Come on. Like I feel like if you're the ESPN editor and you're looking at this and you're just like, yeah, okay, so we're, we have the Warriors coming in at eighth. Uh, I, I feel like the point of Kevin Pelton's not a dumb person. Kevin Pelton's probably one of the smartest people in in NBA. Media, no, he's, right? he's super. He's he's super uh, nice and like easy to chat <laughs> yeah. with and everything. So it's like yeah. it's nothing like that. It's just um, I don't know, man. It's it, it quirks me because it, it defies logic and it just points to like aspects of the model maybe being outdated for the reality of basketball that on the court good way to put it that might be a good way to put it that, um, that might be the one where it's like hey what what's what things are you looking at that don't make sense anymore or is it just that stuff is that great that the Warriors just yeah break and the like model? tip and the average model has a 34 year old point guard getting I don't know 10 percent worse turning 35 <laughs> maybe yeah. 15% worse. And in Steph's case, he might be the anomaly. He might be Tom Brady, you know, that sort of yeah. stuff. Right. Like, so yeah. it could be that simple, uh, but I did get a good chuckle out of it. That's yeah. 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 That's where I I'm think at. at this point, if you're a Warriors friend, getting mad over that is not, not worth the time, but it is funny. Who no, who ended a- up, if you have it in front of you, who ended up getting a, a first did the Lakers the West, end up getting in, in the last? Yeah. I'm going to let you, yeah. I do have it in front of me. You swear you haven't looked at it. I swear I don't have yet okay. So you don't, remember, so you don't remember? You don't remember who's number one? Take a wild know. guess. Uh, In the West, Clippers, West Clippers, Clippers, Clippers. Nope. Um, I feel like this Denver, is really Denver, Denver, Denver. Number, number two. It's obvious. It's not hmm. the Clippers. It's not Denver. Suns. Suns. Winners it has work, to be the Suns. Winners' work. Oh my god. I mean, oh it's just. My. It's just yeah. and it's like and this is also how you know it's like you know we're seeing Deandre Ayton seem miserable uh, Chris Paul is right. 37 right. turning 38 this year he's still he's still very good uh, regular season good anyway um but like you know a four years older stuff um, i don't know i don't i don't particularly feel hot on phoenix but like these projections I just love to think of them as a machine yeah 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 um that's that's the that's the Phoenix Suns for you. That's their entire career. I think that's actually. I think they take after their uh, their point guard, right? That's Chris Paul. It's the elite regular season player that October is, champions, uh, win- baby. Yeah. That's why yeah. Yeah, the bubble is his chance to get that October ring, but oh, it still my. didn't happen. You like that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. Let's move on to uh to real champions, huh? Let's move on to the real winners. Yeah. So I mean, okay. First off, if any of the goons are staying up for the 3 a.m. start on Friday. And Ooh. by the way, only if you're in the Pacific time zone. I don't want to hear about how you stayed up for it because you're on the East Coast at 6 a.m. If they played yeah. at 6 a.m., I would be up. Watching. You'd be watching it. Well, yeah. I'm I would be a. watching it. I'm up at okay. 6 every day anyway. So, yeah. um, But anyway, the point is, you know, that, that sort of stuff. Um, they played two games in Japan. We already know that it's going to be limited minutes for the starters, just like it is every preseason. You know, game one, mm-hmm. you're probably getting – Twelve minutes of Steph, mm-hmm. maybe you Ooh. know, maybe I don't know. I think they're gonna. He's gonna start the game. Gonna shoot a few threes. Um, you know, uh, maybe well, they pose, owe it to the crowd, right? They owe it to the pose, crowd. Like, pose yeah. for a picture with yep. like BTS so, so stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but like you know, he's he's not gonna be close in the fourth quarter. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so it's, need, it's need, to win. need a win. Need a win against Beale. But I mean, we are entering the the preseason portion of the season, so I want to ask you, kind of. What, and I asked the goons first, let's start there. I asked the goons, what are you looking for? What are you looking to see in preseason? Right. Um, What do you think was the most common reply among the goons? Wiseman. Wiseman. Yeah. Wiseman. Right. Wiseman Kuminga, Wiseman Kuminga Moody, want to see how the (laughs) young guys look. Wiseman was clearly the number one thing most people said, but almost every reply was the young things. Shout out my guy Gavin with the hipster Ryan Rollins take. Mm. Um, But it's, it's in the same thing. So I feel like that's kind of part of preseason. Like, objectively speaking, you know, I want to make sure Steph is healthy. I want to make sure that stuff. But, like, we're kind of excited to see, like, what these young guys got, right? Yeah, I have no so my top three has nothing to do with any of the veterans. Um, it just it doesn't matter to me what Steph, Draymond, and Clay and Wiggins look like. Although it'd be interesting to see if Clay's moving better, right? Like that would be interesting to me. But I, I'm with I'm with the goons. To me, it's a um are the young guys ready to play basketball? And also, even before that, are the young guys do they look like they know how to play Warriors basketball? Really, that's the theme to me because um there are a lot of people that can play basketball, and like I think I think of someone like um for some reason this came to mind, Sam like Jalen Green. I feel like Jalen Green's gonna be a really good basketball player. I, I didn't really see it coming, um but I think he's gonna be really good. I'm a big Jalen Green. I'm a big Jalen Green, big Green guy. Yeah. It does it surprise you that I'm not. Like, just, I don't like watching him play. Like, it didn't surprise me. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not a Jalen Green guy, but I, I can understand objectively that he's going to be a good NBA player. But I, I, to me, like, that's not someone that I would think, like, he's not really going to fit on the Warriors necessarily. Again, doesn't mean he's a bad basketball player. But to me, it's like when I look at Ryan, like, the my number one thing is, hipster version of this, Ryan Rollins and Patrick Baldwin. Never seen him play basketball in my life ever do they play the way that the Warriors play basketball, right? Do they or do they not? Because is Ryan Rollins more of a Jordan Poole type where he's going to have to learn how to play? Is Patrick Ball already going to be – like, is he already Kevin Looney with a three-point shot, right? Those things to me are the most important because you kind of know after a few games, you kind of know whether these guys play the way that Steve Kerr loves or not. You so when, it, when you say that, I know exactly what you mean, but let's translate this for the first-time listener who doesn't know Andy speak. What are we, what are we talking about? Are you talking about like – So, okay. Yeah. So for example, let's talk about Patrick Baldwin, right? So he's a six ten, six nine, six ten, essentially a big man that doesn't really move that a well. wing who's gonna play four or five for the Warriors. Hey, he's four or five for sure. Yeah. No, in no way was he gonna play. Like, like to me, it's like, oh, is he to me it's like he's Cam Johnson, right? Um so, when I say, is he going to be able to play Warriors basketball? Is he going to, is, does he have defensive instincts? So, how does he look and help defense? Like someone like Moses Moody, I thought, had pretty decent defensive instincts year one. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is, uh, how good is he? How good is he in emotion offense? Because not many NBA teams run emotion offense. The Warriors do, um, setting screens. Uh, cutting, off-ball cutting, especially instead of just standing in the corner, like all that type of stuff, and actually moving the ball around instead of just running strictly pick and roll. So those things I think are interesting. I think someone, if you like to be, that maybe Baldwin's going to be good at that. Who knows? But who knows, right? And same with Ryan Rollins. Like, to me, he's a guard. Is he going to play exactly like Jordan Poole? Or is he kind of like... I mean, they love Chris Chioza, Sam. Like, is he more like a Chris Chioza who can swing it, pass it, stuff like that, but Chris Chioza... not really make a impact, shot. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. So is is Rollins maybe a compilation of all those things, right? So I, I'd be curious about those two guys. Yeah, okay. That's a fair one. I have my thoughts on him. I'm excited. I'm excited to see them. I personally don't think either of them will play for the Warriors this year. Not for any other reason than... um they're clearly picked as long-term projects. They both have to like fill their bodies out and do the regular yeah. stuff. But like yeah. it is, I personally think Patrick Baldwin is very warriorsy in terms of he's kind of a ball movement type of guy. Like he's not a explosive first step guy. He's a guy who uses like a couple passes to do everything. Um, so be, so if he can do that, then it's like, yeah, man, just, just use the year, get your body right. And then like, maybe you can contribute next year. Uh, but I'm curious to see it too. That's a good one. All right, I got another one. So, like, we're we're running through things we want to see in the preseason. Uh, I want to see how Clay and Draymond are moving. I feel very confident about Steph. I'm not really worried that Steph lost a step. Uh, Clay came off of two horrendous injuries. I think he exceeded my expectations last year, but there's no denying he looked a step slower uh, at various stages of last year. So, I'm curious how his offseason work went. Did he make some of that up? Is he closer to the 2019 Clay Thompson? Or is he more like the guy we saw in the playoffs? That's my first one. Second one, like Draymond, there's no denying that back injury limited him in the playoffs. And there were times in the playoffs where I was like, I don't recognize this guy, you know? There were other times in the playoffs where I was like, that's Draymond. So I'm just curious to see. It's funny they're younger than Steph, but I'm more concerned about their physical state than Steph. And I know it's preseason, and you and I both know Draymond and Clay are going to go probably 60% at best in Japan. Like they're going to go with the mindset of just no injuries. But I am curious as preseason goes on just to see um, how those guys look physically. Cause I know, I know if their bodies are right, they can still play at an incredibly high level. For them at this point, it's like, have they lost a step or are they still those dudes? The Draymond one is interesting because uh, if if uh, I didn't even think about the back injury when he came back, I'm going to be honest with you. To me, it was always, all right, you're back. Let's go. Right. You yeah. should be back at 100 percent. But your point is well taken. There were so many games where Draymond just didn't look like Draymond. We saw games one through four against Boston. He just didn't look like the same person. Uh, and then and then in five and six, he was the best defensive player on the floor. He changed the game, right? So um, so all those things are possible. Yeah, I think the Draymond one is especially interesting, too. I think, Clay, I'm, I'm pretty confident. The Draymond one is also um, contract negotiations. I'm, yeah. I'm sure Joe Lacob and Bob Myers are going to be sitting on the sidelines. I don't know if they're in Japan. I would assume so. They're going to sit on the sidelines, and they're going to say, all right, well, are we going to pay this guy $30 million or – you know I mean? What are, what are we going to do here? Right. Especially right. Right. Look the same, like the same guy. And we didn't, we didn't really hit on that, but it's like everyone assumes Draymond's going to opt out. He might not. He kind of said it. He might just take his option next year and go to free agency the following year. But like you said, it's clear Draymond thinks he is worth a big, like a big contract, the same. He thinks he's worth as much as Wiggins and like that, you know, like 20 to 30, $30 million range. Um, and he wants to prove it. So, so, you know, that stuff ties in too. All
0: so, right.
1: Um, my second one. All right. My second one, I got, I got, I got a good one for you. Is Jonathan Kaminga going to play like Kobe Bryant or is he going to play like Sean Marion? Oh, because I feel like, th- <laughs> I feel like there's two versions of Jonathan Kaminga that we watch and, uh, Jonathan Kamingo of the G League is the Jonathan Kaminga that just handles the ball, chucks up inefficient shots and just generally looks uh, he like thinks someone... he thinks he's Kobe, but he doesn't make shots like Kobe. No, no. And I don't know if he ever will. Um, but I, I mean, think that's, that's a that's some... very high bar. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is one of the goats. Uh, but but, you know, when you're on a bad team, that's something that you tend to do. Right. You put up lots of shots and you figure out what works for you or what doesn't unfortunately that's not going to work for the warriors so with jonathan Kaminga going to play like that and again I also uh i should say summer league he did the same thing where he just chucked up 25 shots a game and made maybe nine of them right is he going to do that or is he going to be and i bring up sean marion because that's what steve kerr said last season that's someone he could i think he could easily be sean marion he's more athletic uh, he does have really good defensive instincts. If he puts his mind to it, he could be an elite defender and he could be someone that could be a great finisher. And it's not like he's a black hole on offense. He could actually pass if he no, wanted that was, to. That's the wild, that so, was the wildest thing last yeah. year. He had games where he got like 18 points and they didn't run a single play for him. It was all like Marion, backdoor, you know, yep. catching yep. the lot, like that sort of stuff. Yep. So I, I do think that's, that's something if I were the Warriors, I would think about. Is he going to play a role where he could play 20 minutes a game? Because if he, dude, if he can be that Sean Marion type of role, he could play 20 minutes a game easily. Or is he going to struggle because he thinks that I should be the man? I should be doing what I want because I have so much talent, which I also think is kind of fair, right? Because as a young guy, you think, hey, I'm in the NBA. I have this much talent. I could be an all-star one day. I should be doing whatever I want. Um, is he going to be doing that? So that's going to be really fascinating to me because he's going to play 30 minutes tomorrow, I'd assume. And of those 30 minutes, is he going to spend those 30 minutes trying to be a superstar or is he going to be, or is he going to spend those 30 minutes playing a supersized role player, superstar role player role that I think the Warriors need him to play. Uh, if he wants to play minutes next season, you know, who agrees with you? Mm, Not just I, Steve. Uh, oh, Andre Goddard. Um Andre actually said, you know, it's funny, like someone like Kuminga, they talk about him, but like he got all his, if you watch him last year, he was so effective, cutting, off ball. And running the floor and playing defense, and like basically scoring in the flow using his athleticism, playing off of Steph and what the Warriors do. But then you get people in his head convincing him he needs to play with the ball in his hands, he needs to be the man, that sort of stuff. And like how that's the hard thing for young players to learn that, yeah. like, you know, letting it go and just buying in will bring out more in you than you know trying to do a ball don't stop mixtape you know so so i i think that's interesting because because uh one thing i appreciate about iguodala is he's too old to you know like give a give fuck, a fuck. <laughs> yeah so he's just yeah. he's just saying it the yeah. way he is and i think the other part that i really appreciate is like it's abundantly clear to me the warrior players think kumiga can handle it like they're not afraid yeah. of destroying his confidence if anything, yeah. they're like that dude has way too much confidence. We need to, yeah. we, we need to, we need to like, we need to bring him back to earth a little. We need bit, to scale yeah. it back. We need to yeah. scale it back. I, I, because I think it's fair that Kaminga thinks that way. I don't think it's actually a bad thing. I just, I just. No, think, I, I love it too. It's, it uh, doesn't like some nights it's annoying to watch, but like, I'd rather have a player with too much than too little confidence mm. personally. So it's, it's to me that's interesting. Second most interesting. Well, one of the most interesting to me is. Because, dude, if, if he actually figures out to play the way that, the, that Andre says he should play. Mm-hmm. And again, like with Andre, he was in Philadelphia averaging 20 points. But Andre was never going to be a, a first option offense guy. Like he was never going to be that guy. Yeah, it's not the way he, he plays the game. I think it's the same thing with Kaminga. I think Kaminga never going to be that first option offensive guy. It's just, it's just, it's, I just don't think it's going to happen. So, but you can't tell someone that without them actually experiencing it, they actually have to experience it. So it's a, it's a, it's a hard uh, thread that the Warriors have to kind of figure out here. I think of it a little differently than you. Um, I'm not sure he can't be a first option. I'm I'm not, I'm not positive. But who I think of is Jalen Brown Mm. and Kawhi Leonard. Mm. Now, Kawhi was the most unique development thing I've ever seen in my life. But Jalen Brown's kind of a better example. Uh, Those guys played like Sean Marion their first couple years. They didn't really run a single pick and roll. The ball wasn't in their hands. They were playing out of the corners, cutting, spotting up a little bit. And then their role expanded as they improved their individual skill over time. I think that's what the Warriors want from Kuminga. I think the Warriors want Kuminga to play 25 20 minutes a game this year. Average average 10 and 6. Get 6 rebounds, get 10 points off cuts, guard the other team's best player. Next year if you keep working on your individual skill, that 20 might turn to 30 minutes, all of a sudden you're averaging 17 and 7, you know? And then all of a sudden, we're two to 3 years down the line, and we're having that same conversation the Spurs had where it's like, yeah, this is Timmy's team, but it's time that like Kawhi yeah. is more of a driver with the offense. I'm not saying Kaminga will make those leaps, but I think that's what they want from him, which is this idea of um, master your role and we'll expand your role when you're ready. Uh, and and you could tell with him, he's like, I'm ready now. Just, get, just give me the ball, get off the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 you've talked about Jalen Brown. You've talked about the Jalen Brown comp mm-hmm. since the moment he was drafted. So, I like it. I, I, I do feel like he has more potential than Jalen Brown. And Jalen Brown was a one A, one B shot creator in the NBA Finals. Right? All, he all-star. was really good. Yeah, he was really good. Now a lot of it is is you know Jason Tatum gets a lot of lot of stuff, but it it doesn't matter. He was really good. And and if Kaminga can get to Jalen Brown's level, I'm not asking for Kawhi. That's that's one, generational stuff. Get to Jalen Brown level. The Warriors are in uh are in great hands. That's someone where I love Moses Moody. Moses Moody doesn't have Jalen Brown potential. Most right, he doesn't have the ability to be that type of player. And uh and the Warriors are trying to get Kaminga to to see that. Um we'll see. Who's your second – what's your second most um?
0: So important. mine is what
1: – I want to see – I want to see James Wiseman. I want to see what James Wiseman looks like in this new Warriors environment. Uh, whether you're high or low on Wiseman's potential, there's no denying he walked into a mess in 2020-21. He didn't get a camp. The Warriors didn't really know what they were doing um, schematically, who they were going to be um clay was out pool hadn't established himself wiggins didn't really know what he was doing with the warriors the pandemic had kept the team away from each other for nine months i don't think he really got the best situation for us to see what he could be um i'm curious to see how it looks now he obviously missed all of last year he has not played a lot of basketball so my 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 instincts are like not to put like the weight of the world on him but i'm curious to see how this looks because since his first camp sorry not mean can yes yeah, this is first camp they've changed the coaching staff they bring in Kenny Atkinson they, they bring in jama um they really settle on an identity an evolved identity from the previous iteration they kind of know what they want to do and it's a it's easier to integrate someone when you know what you want to do so I'm just curious to see how it looks stay healthy um who knows who knows who knows where it lands um but I'm trying to keep a blank slate with it? Cause I'm just curious to see how it looks and let's, 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 you know, let's, let's see where we're at. The entire environment, you, you, you just said it with the coaching staff, but really it, beyond that entire environment has changed around Wiseman. He came in here as the number one pick and, and, you know, he wasn't really the savior, but it felt like a, you know they threw him in the starting lineup game one. It's, it, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, well, we just lost Clay and it's traumatic, but we got Wiseman and it's get like, in there, right? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. like it's kind of a lot to put on him. It's a lot, and uh, you know he has he has the Trey Lance vibe to where he just hasn't played basketball so, or football. Nobody knows if he's good or not, and we still don't know if he's good or not, right? But he's now in a better position. I I would say you know Wiseman's in the position that I think Lance was in coming in the season, where he's just got a great team around him. That's the best position I think that that you could have for Wiseman, where. You don't want him developing bad habits, and I always did feel like they were unfair to Wiseman in that first season. Throw him in there, have him run the Warriors' base offense, which is incredibly difficult unless you're, yeah, you know, unless you're not- a really smart center. All right. It was just really hard for him. And uh, now that he's in the perfect position, they're saying he's healthy. They're saying he's hundred percent healthy. He's going to be the largest dude on the floor. Ninety nine percent of the basketball games, that he's except play. for Minnesota so- and Bears out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right which is like hey, Wiseman. why don't you you know why don't you become gobert right that would be that would also be great if the warriors can get rudy gobert and jalen brown on their team out of those two guys that is that is the biggest that is a home run grand slam every time so i'm with you on the Wiseman stuff i didn't have them on my list um i was pretty happy with what i saw from him in summer league though i think i was a lot happier with what i saw from Wiseman than kaminga which is why i had kaminga as more important um The Last one, I think we both have the same dude here. It feels like, but uh, but it uh, dude, Jordan Poole's in his early 20s, he's about to get a hundred plus million dollar contract. And it feels like it feels like when we talk about Jordan Poole, it's yeah, we know what we're gonna get, taking over, taking over for Joe Montana. Oh boy, dude, I. I think he's gonna sign. I don't know. I, I feel like they can't get rid. of They can't not get rid of him. Wow. I feel like they can't let him go. It's they just they can't, right? It's you think you an early pay extensions coming? I. That's what Bob Myers. I mean, that's what Bob was saying, right? So I. I don't. I have no idea. No sources. No Andy sources. No. Yeah, just feels to be like, cl- just to be clear, like my gut instinct is I don't think he's gonna sign early. You're you're mm. leaning towards he will. I hope I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I'm leaning towards. But you know, to me, it's like I'm leaning towards. Uh. Uh, Wiggins, I, I lean towards Wiggins signing early. And then now that Draymond is saying that he won't, to me, it's like, well, I think they're going to sign Poole. I, I do think they're going to sign at least one guy, maybe two, maybe two. Um, but really, the most exciting part to me is, uh, dude, he's got a leap to make. He's got at least one or two more leaps to make. And, uh, I feel like we don't talk about that enough. I feel like, uh, uh, fans, analysts, they don't talk about Jordan Poole's going to be a lot better this season than he was last season. What he's going to be better at. I don't know. Is it going to be the handle? Because his handle wasn't great in the postseason, right? He was too fast. He didn't know what he was doing. But part of that is is just postseason play. Is he going to become a better defender? Is he going to become like a Steph Curry where, hey, I'm getting exposed in the postseason. Let me get bigger. Let me get stronger. Let me become better uh, defensively in terms of instincts. That's another thing. Is he going to become a better finisher? That's another one too, right? Because as a small guard, quote unquote, you can always become a better finisher. So I think I'm looking at all those things to where he can get better at. I like it. So, I also had, is he going to take a leap? And I just want to point this out. He's 23 years old. The The only guard Most I thing. can think of who did what he did late in the playoffs was James Harden for Oklahoma City. Uh, the good and the bad. Uh, I thought Harden was better than Russ in the 2012 playoffs for multiple series. He also looked every bit as young. And then Harden went on to become an MVP. Um, I think – Jordan Poole's upside is downplayed because he wasn't a lottery pick. There's a lot of like, oh, Wiseman and Kuminga have all the potential in the world. Those dudes are like two years older than him. So I'm curious to see because I think Poole has a leap in him. And I think he could be the future of the Warriors in general. And I really just want to see what's going on there because he plays with so much confidence. And i He exceeded my expectations in the playoffs. Everyone points out to him playing poorly defensively in the playoffs, and he did. Name me a 23-year-old guard who did not play poorly in their first playoffs. Name one. Steph was a terrible defender in his first playoffs. Um, Donovan Mitchell, Dame Lillard, those guys were worse than terrible. They're awful defenders. What I saw from Jordan Poole in the playoffs was a dude who could score a bucket on anyone in the highest stage, which is – exceptionally hard to come by you know um and I, i'm just curious to see if he keeps taking a step because i think i think he has star upside and i i just i just want to see it i think the comparison you know that the, the, there's a direct comparison this offseason to Jalen brunson right i think it's the easy one Jaylen just because he signed, signed, a, he signed a big contract yeah hey, he just signed a kind of signed a big contract who's, your, who's other half and that's what I'm trying to get. It's like you rather have Jordan Poole, right? He's a better shooter. He's better. He's well. Jordan, I Poole, think he's better Jordan Poole might command a double team. I mean, he he's not commanding double teams on the Warriors because Steph Curry. Well, oh, yeah. Steph Curry's always like code red, the player that freaks everyone out. But like can you ever see Jalen Brunson being the guy where like we gotta put two bodies to stop him? Wait, And Jalen Brunson's like 5'10, the other thing, too, right? So like that's part of it. Uh, mm-hmm. the athleticism and and burst that Poole has as compared to Brunson is so different. The other guys, like Anthony Simons, right? Anthony Simons is more athletic than than uh, Jordan Poole, but he also doesn't have the handle that pool has, right? So it's all different strengths. But when you talk about the guys that are getting paid this offseason and versus you know the contract that they've got relative to the potential that they've got, you you would probably say pool is probably better right now, and he's probably gonna be better in the future, I think. So if the Warriors are lucky enough to sign him to a contract like semi-equivalent. To, to Jalen Brunson? I would say that's a Was that It's probably win for that one. 110, 115. Can they get him for, for, for 115, 120? Anything I think anything less than a max is a win for the Warriors on this one. But yeah. Anyway, yeah. next time we pod, you you just think about this? Next time we pod the Warriors will play preseason basketball. Finally. We're back. Finally. We got some big announcements on Sunday. You guys can't get rid of us. Sorry.